cool. Do you have any, anything else you want to say? Um, you don't have to. Stay hydrated and stay humble. Wow. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Hashtag that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shore Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Chong. I'm the director of Youth and Discipleship at the Shore Church, and I'm really excited today. I got a really great guest. Uh, she's a lot of fun. She's a really good friend. It's Janaea Barker. Janaea, how you doing? I'm doing so good. Oh my awesome. goodness, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on here. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. What have you been up to today? Um, I work today. Okay. So Where I, do you work? I work at Delaney's Coffee Shop in Lynn Valley. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I worked this morning, did the opening shift, Okay. went to Beautiful, got a smoothie, came here. Oh, you're so North Van. I know, I'm so North Van. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know, I remember the, I met Janae a couple of years ago when she first started coming to the shore. I remember, I don't know if it was the first time I met you when we um, auditioned for the worship team. I think I met you before that. You came to my community group as well. I think the first What was time, first? Was I it the audition? The audition was okay. first, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because I... I don't know if any of you out there remember, but we, for like a few short weeks, we had a really good, not that this space is bad, but we had this awesome office space down by Park at Tilford. Yep. I was so excited about it. Janae was one of the first people I brought in to, to, to do worship with and it was great. And anyways, we lost that space. It doesn't matter, but we got Janae and she's True. been a part of the church ever since. Yeah. Cool. How did okay. you, how did you find the Shore Church? Um, I, so I moved to Vancouver from a small town up north and I came here and I was like, I need a church to go to. Um, so I asked around to some friends and I don't remember if it was Colby Milton or Bob Evans, who, I mean, I don't know if any of you know out there know them, but they're great. They recommended the church. One of them, I don't know who. Um, and I came one Sunday and that was it. It was the only church I went to first when I tried and I was like, yep, this is, (laughs) this is definitely right. That's amazing. That's really like the grace of God too, because people can spend like weeks or months, like just searching for Mm -hmm. a home. So that's great. You're able to find it here. What was this? What's the small town that you're from? Oh, I'm from Quinnell. Okay. Quinnell, BC. (laughs) Beautiful. Our church has like a weird, like kind of contingent of people from Quinnell. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? Um, I don't know. I think, well, I guess Elisa would have been the first. My wife's from there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came down. Okay. And then uh, my cousin and his wife moved here. Mm-hmm. They they're from Hundred Mile, which is okay. a town two hours south of Quinell. And I was like, hey, you should check out this church, whatever. And then they came. And then uh, Abby McGowan and um, Amy mm-hmm. come to the church. And I was like, hey, you should. They moved here, and I recommended it. And here they are. And here we all are. Just, awesome. Yeah. We're just like partnering up with Quinell. Yeah. That's great. We might actually go to Quinell this summer. I've uh, never been before. I'm mildly excited about it. That's about as excited <laughs> as you can get. So yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun in the summer. Like lots of outdoorsy nature stuff. I it don't is. Know, it's bring pretty. Bring the dog up there. Go, come for Billy Barker days. Billy Barker days. What's mm-hmm. that? It's like a festival they do. So there's Barkerville, which is like okay. a gold rush town. Okay. And then they do Billy Barker days every year, okay. um, which is like a festival. And there's rides and Perfect. crash to pass where they crash cars on purpose. And sounds awesome. That's really fun. It is actually really <laughs> cool. Fun. That sounds great. Well, we'll see. See if we can pull that off. Um, so anyways, Janae, why don't you tell everyone a bit about yourself? What do you do day to day? What are you passionate about? Just, I'll yeah. just make it really vague and broad. Go Amazing. for it. Yeah. So day to day, I work at the Delaney's Coffee Shop. On the weekends, I work as a Disney princess <laughs> for I do kids' birthday parties and okay. events and stuff through a company. 
Um, Pacific Fairy Tales, if you want to hire Pacific uh, Fairy Tales. Pacific there are a tales. lot of children at the church. I realize yes. every, every Sunday there seems to be 10 more. Uh, so want, maybe Pacific Fairy Tales. Yes, just what, plugging them. <laughs> who do you, who do you uh, typically dress up as? Uh, I go as Elsa and Ariel most often. Okay, but yeah. you, your company has like everyone. Yeah, right? we have them. We have Harry Potter. We have Star Wars. We yeah. have superheroes okay. princesses mermaids do you fairies. have like do you like put on like a voice when you're um sometimes like, but by the end of like an hour party of with kids you're yeah. kind of like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, when you so when you go out, let's explore this a little bit yeah. when you go Why as not? elsa like what do they what do the kids say to you do they just like tell you to sing, sing yeah you <laughs> sing there's like kind of a party itinerary you okay. get asked some really funny questions okay like the other day i got asked what my last name was as elsa okay. and i was like Oh no, I don't. What's your? I don't know. Yeah, I I just said my last name was Arendelle, which is the kingdom <laughs> they rule. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, kids will buy that. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ask you all the time if you can use your powers. Oh, like right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And usually they're fine. Usually I'm like, no, I'm not allowed. It's too mm. dangerous or make such a mess. That's but fair. the other day the kids were like, just make one snowflake, and I was like. I, I can't. <laughs> It'd be great if you could find a way to like manipulate that and make like a snowflake somehow yeah. or have one in your pocket. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, that sounds fun. It so is fun. Any kids out there talking yeah. to Janaya? That's great. Um, Sorry, what else? What yeah. else? So I also just graduated from the musical theater program at Capilano University in the spring, so mm -hmm. last year. Um, so that's kind of my, not kind of, that is my passion and what I hope to make my career um, is theater. So... Mm -hmm. I spent the summer in Toronto working mm. uh, at a theater company, teaching kids and doing a workshop. And then I was just in a production in November and I'm working on a production right now. And then another one starts in March. So just trying to work my way up to, you know, being able to do that full time and yeah. ideally just having theater and theater related work mm -hmm. as my job and what pays the bills. Is that like, is there a lot of potential for that? There is potential. The issue is Vancouver has has a really great theater community. Like mm. the people are great and it's wonderful. There's just not a lot of paid work. Sure. Um, it, I don't really know why there's a lot of community theater. There's a lot of profit share, a lot of like, here's $200 for your work, which mm. is great, but there's not a lot of, you can make enough money each week to just yeah. have that as an actual sure. job. Vancouver's tough. I find that like, if you think about like all of the things that you can do here, Right. There's so many things that people want to do that it's, I guess, a, a thing like theater would be hard to like really take off. You know, even like even like I follow sports, obviously, even like like people, less people are going to Canucks games and things like mm -hmm. that now because there's just so many things to do. Yeah. So I could see how that would be hard. Would you ever consider moving somewhere else? Um, maybe. So I did spend, like I said, the summer in Toronto and mm -hmm. it was um, an experience. <laughs> um, and I definitely would move if opportunities came up. Right. But I think for right now, Vancouver is definitely my home base mm -hmm. and it feels like home mm -hmm. to me. So right now, this is where I feel like God's calling me to be. Great. And in the future, it might be different. Right. But right now, I'm here. Okay. Tell me about your experience in Toronto. What was that all about? Yeah. So I, me and uh, another friend of mine who I graduated with, um, we moved to Toronto for the summer okay. um, working at a kids camp. Um, and it was, it was... You know, it was like I said, it was an experience. There were a lot of really, really good parts of it. I met a lot of really cool people. I did some cool work. I got to see some really amazing theater, see a whole other half of the country. I went to Montreal for a while, which was really fun. But at the same time, it was also, I think, like the most difficult mm. three months of my life. Um, it was, there was 
just a lot of stuff happened within the friends that I was there with. And then there was a lot of extenuating like circumstances and like things that had happened and like mental health challenges that made it really hard. And my mental health really took like the biggest dip it's ever taken Mm. that in up to date. Um, while I was away and it was extra hard because I was in a new environment. Mm-hmm. I was so busy. We were getting like on average, like four to five hours of sleep at night, working with kids all day and then going to rehearsal at night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was, it was completely out of my comfort zone and completely like ripped up any foundation of like, um, mental health stability I had made mm-hmm. for myself and really forced me to find it for myself again, like pretty much like start from scratch again Mm. yeah could you like dive into that a little bit more like what particularly with your mental health was was Mm -hmm. a struggle so i i I don't i didn't know this at the time um but i have actually i have ocd which i like i said i didn't know at the time and so it kind of it started getting rough like kind of i guess in march april when i was about to graduate university and a big thing for me is change really stresses me out so Mm -hmm. like holidays are hard because it's like a change in routine or like starting a new school year, ending a school year. And like, this was a huge change. I was Mm -hmm. graduating university. I was going to be moving to a, across the country. Mm -hmm. I was starting in like the next phase of my life. Um, and I think it really, I struggled with that because I, I mean, I don't really know why, but I can speculate it's because part of OCD is like having things such a certain way, like a specific way and having all of that kind of thrown out is really hard Mm -hmm. so um yeah so I went there and everything was like okay bye peace out like Mm -hmm. whatever was I had bailed for myself was gone and it was I don't even know how else to describe it but just like the like it's like a feeling that's just like dark Mm -hmm. like it's fear and like sadness and like overwhelming like anxiety mm-hmm. oh yeah how you doing Kylo? <laughs> um that it's I mean I've always dealt with it but like it just got so bad mm. um and like part of OCD is like intrusive thoughts so it's not just like because I think a lot of people think of OCD and they think oh you just like wash your hands a lot or mm. you always like things lined up perfectly on your desk and like yeah that can be it for some people but it's it's much bigger than that and can really disguise itself and most times if someone has OCD or most mental mental illnesses, you don't even know it. Yeah, right? yeah. And so part of OCD is the intrusive thoughts, which basically like everyone has thoughts that are like come and go and you're like, oh, that was kind of weird. Or like, why did I think that? Or like whatever. And they just come and go and mm-hmm. you let your thoughts go. But basically with OCD is those thoughts don't leave. Mm. And so you focus on them. And oftentimes they're really, really not good thoughts. Mm. Um, I won't go into specifics, but I mean, if you want to talk to me more about it, feel free to contact me and I'd love to like meet for coffee or whatever. But there were a lot of those just like coming at me every single day and I had no way to, um, deal with them. And so with those, like, and the thoughts come and then with the thoughts come the compulsions and like the things that you need to do to like help you feel like you're in control. And because it was in a whole new environment and I had no control. It was like, yeah, I just lost all control on those mm-hmm. thoughts and they just ran wild. And it got, I remember one day and it's so weird cause it'll start, like I'll wake up and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then like in a couple hours with, within a couple hours, it's like, 
my mood has switched like completely the other direction and sometimes there's no reason why like one morning I woke up and I was having like a great morning was reading my book and then all of a sudden I just like the the feeling like sometimes you read something and it triggers it and it can be the stupidest thing and you're like oh why did that whatever um and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I was like why do I feel like literally the worst I've ever felt in my life and like it was really scary and I like I felt like I was gonna like lose control of my sanity, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I remember like I called my mom sobbing and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, well, I'm in Quinnell across the country. I don't know what, like she was obviously worried, but she's like, I can't, like, I don't know how Mm -hmm. to whatever. And so I ended up actually calling kids help phone. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I just need to talk to some, like talk this Mm -hmm. through with someone. So I did and that helped and I just like, calm down I did eventually manage to calm down and met up with my friends and um but it was just like that's that's the worst that's the darkest the rock bottom I remember mm-hmm. hitting and I just remember like sitting on the bed in my the room I was staying in and just like sobbing mm-hmm. and like I was so overwhelmed I was so afraid I was like I don't know like what I was gonna do mm-hmm. like I didn't know what I was gonna do and as in like how can I move forward from this? But also like in that moment, I was like, I don't know like what I'm going, like I almost felt like I was gonna lose control of my my body. Like right. I was gonna, whatever. Um, but through all that, so I called my mom, I called the kids help phone, whatever. Um, I just remember like praying and like sobbing and being like, God, please just like take this away. I don't want this. Like just mm. get rid of it. Like, please just take it away. And you know, he didn't. Um, that's, <laughs> Classic. That's fine. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that was that was that was a bad that was a bad day. Yeah, I mean, man, I can't imagine because I know like even for myself, and I feel like I'm pretty like mentally tough and can like handle like being told something like negative or hard, mm-hmm. like you know. But even even still, like when I get told something negative towards me, whether it be from someone or from myself, when I get told that like one time, it can mm-hmm. be really hard on me for like for like the rest of that day or even days. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine what that feels like to have that nonstop inside of you, just like things inside of you telling you all these, maybe whether they're lies or really negative things about you Mm -hmm. again and again and what that would do to you. Man, that sounds really difficult. Yeah, and like at its worst, I would say there wasn't like a minute in the day that Mm -hmm. I wasn't battling with some sort of like thought pattern. Um, And I tried different things. I tried meditating when I was there. I tried... um, like this breathing technique and like the only thing that helped was like being with my friends Mm -hmm. and like them distract like the distraction of Mm -hmm. being with them but when I was alone it was like it was really tough yeah um but yeah it is tough and I don't really like you you learn how to cope like I think of it as kind of like having like a chronic it is like a chronic illness or like a chronic chronic pain or like a like if you had a really bad injury mm-hmm. and it lingers, whatever, like things you can, most of the time I can still go about my day sure. as like the average person and get everything done I need to. It's just like everything is a lot harder mm-hmm. and it takes a lot more energy and mental energy. And I, it's really exhausting sometimes Yeah. by the end of the day. Um, but also with that, there are some days where it's like, you know what? I just cannot do that today. Yeah. And like, I can't do xyz or whatever mm. i'm just gonna have to sit and read a book instead yeah yeah 
Yeah, like it seems like like having distraction or like just finding ways to not think about it is is one thing. That's like coping, but that's not necessarily healing. No. What have you found? Maybe you're still searching for this in terms of getting healing from this. Mm-hmm. Totally, I am. Um, I go to therapy sometimes. It's just really expensive, sure. so that's that's the hard thing with that. Yeah. Um, I think being back, honestly, it was super helpful just being back in Vancouver. Mm. Like as soon as I came back home and I was back in Quinnell for a bit and then came back here, Mm. that helps. Um, And like just being on top of it and yeah, seeing people talking to people, recognizing when like the signs start Mm. and then like doing like the exercises that the therapist gives me to help like calm it down. Um, Also understanding that like it's also okay if it's not okay. Yeah. Like, I think for a while I was like, well, I have to be okay. Like, I can't live my life if I don't feel good or I don't know. I don't know if that was exactly it, but Mm. I think like just coming to the realization that if I don't feel okay all the time, that's life. Like, that's okay. And I think like definitely one of the biggest things is like prayer Mm -hmm. and like praying for myself. But I think a big thing I've learned in the past couple months is that like, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. And like, obviously God and like never, I never thought that I didn't need God. That's not it. But I was like, you know what? I can pray for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I can just read my Bible by myself, pray for myself, journal by myself. I can deal with this. Just me and God, we got it. And then they, wow, we did the prayer, the, my goodness, the sermon series on prayer a little while ago. And I remember being like, "Mm, okay, I see. (laughs) I I understand. I understand. So then I started going to my friends uh, in the church and like on Sunday mornings getting prayer and just like Mm -hmm. actually reaching out. Um, and being like, you know what? It's not shameful. It's not embarrassing. It's not weak. It's like, this is what the Christian community is designed for. And this is why God has put these people in my life. And this is why God designed prayer. Um, and put me in this church with these people. And like, that's been really helpful Mm -hmm. even in like smaller ways. Like in in no way have I been like miraculously healed Mm -hmm. of this and maybe it'll happen someday. Like obviously that'd be sick. Like Mm -hmm. we love that. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't happened yet and maybe it never will. And that's also okay because like just getting prayer is still comforting and like can still heal in little ways mm-hmm. and like heal in gentler, gentler ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I've even found in the past couple of months, it's been a lot better. Um, yeah. I don't really, my, my train of thought kind of derailed, yeah. but no, I'm just okay. talking about prayer. It's great. Do no, it. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of good stuff there, Janaya. Um, one of the things you talked about how you, you had a sense of like, like being okay with not being okay almost, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think like our culture has done a great job of like making, making that a a real thing. Like things like, like bell let's talk days coming up soon where we should be talking Mm -hmm. about mental health and we should know that everyone's a mess, Mm -hmm. right. To different degrees and, and to have something you're going through, like that's difficult or bring you down. Like that's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any less of a person. So that's good that you're, you're talking about that a lot. The prayer thing for sure. I feel, I feel that, is like is an amazing thing as well. I, I almost every time I preach, I I borrow a line from Matt Chandler who says like your your relationship with God is absolutely personal, but it was never meant to be private. Mm-hmm. You're never meant to, or designed to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that. And so, man, to hear that you're taking advantage of the people at the church who love you and want to pray mm-hmm. for you is great. And that's what I would suggest for anyone is don't try to do this on your own, mm-hmm. right? Like Jesus is a good example of this. Before he went to the cross, he was in the garden in the most insane amount of anxiety. Like we can't even imagine the anxiousness that he had. And he was there just praying and mm-hmm. he got his friends to come and pray for him. Like mm-hmm. it's a great example. 
And let me, let me, in, in regards to that, let me ask you, like, during these, like, when you're in these difficult times where you're hearing these negative thoughts, like, what's your relationship with Jesus like there? Like, do you ever, like, doubt that he might love you? Does he help you get through it? Mm-hmm. Is it a little bit of everything? Um, it's actually funny because I've never truly doubted, like, and this is one thing that I can, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. It's one thing that has always been true. I've never doubted that God loves me. Mm. Um, there's definitely been times where I've questioned, like, well, I feel like everyone goes through where you're like, is this actually the faith I believe? Is this right. what I believe? Is this like, blah, 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 blah. But through that all, I've never questioned that regardless of if I believe it, the love is real. Like, mm. if I believe it, which I do, um, Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, I've never felt, I've been frustrated with situations, but mm. I've never felt, so far felt resentment or anger towards God because I felt like he didn't mm. love me. So in those times where it's really hard, yeah, I might feel really not good mm. and I might be frustrated with the situation or just angry or sad that this is the way my lot is, mm-hmm. but never in that, it, Jesus is always a comfort in that. It's mm. never a source of, oh, why is why did you put this here? It's always like, okay, well, you put this here, but thank you so much that your comfort is so much bigger than yeah. this problem. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I really believe that we go through the difficult seasons we go through for a reason. And like, I think many people who listen to this probably struggle with mental health as well. Um, and even hearing you talk about it, not necessarily that you have all the answers or have been healed, but it's good for people to even hear that like, Hey, I'm not alone in this. Someone mm-hmm. else is struggling with this too. And, and something else I'm excited about too, like you, you've helped me out with youth here and you're helping out with the new Sunday youth gatherings. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like having you there for the youth to, to talk to, maybe they're going through something as well. Like, man, God puts us in these situations for a reason. And I think many times it's to help people who are going, mm-hmm. going through similar situations, which is great. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about, um, your family life? Yeah. What's what's great about your family my family is wonderful um yeah so i have wonderful parents tim and janet and my brother younger brother tyson who is he's he's 18 i always think he's 19 but he's not he's 18. um yeah so that was my little family i grew up with um in small town of (laughs) quinnell are they still there they're still there yep tyson i think is i don't know what he's doing he kind of lives his he lives he's living his dream (laughs) he works at booster juice i don't know nice Hey Tyson, shout out. What's up? Um, yeah, they still live there. They're great. They're the most supportive family anyone could ask for. Mm. Um, my mom's a math teacher, and my okay. dad is a works for the Ministry of Forests. Okay. Um, don't really know what he does in his job. <laughs> Love you, Dad. I've asked you so many times, but I still don't really understand. That's funny. It's like Chandler from Friends. Like it's no one true. really knows what he it's does. It's honestly true. Um, yeah, I think I definitely wouldn't be the person I am without them today. Mm. I honestly think like my mom is my best friend. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I feel very blessed to have grown up with that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't mean to be emo, but like when I was in elementary school, I didn't really have a lot of friends. Okay. Um, which I can laugh about now. At the time, it was like sad, but mm. I mean now it's like okay, whatever. I was seven, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, and so my my family really were my friends. Okay. Um, and in and I think maybe at the time it was hard, but now I think I'm a much better person mm. for it. And I've always been close to my family. I never had a rebellious time. 
Not that I was a perfect child in any way. Don't, please don't think that. (laughs) Um, But like, I don't know. I just feel, yeah, I feel blessed to have grown up with Mm -hmm. them and the family I had and the support. And even the, uh, we're also very close with our extended family, my grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles, which is really fun. Like my cousins were kind of like my Mm -hmm. two other siblings growing up. And how did you find when you, when you left Quinnell and decided to come down here, was it hard for you to build a new community and make friends? Um, I would lie if I said I wasn't a little scared, Sure. but I kind of did it in stages. So I definitely was ready to leave Quinnell mm-hmm. when I left. I love my family, but Quinnell is not my <laughs> You don't want to be there scene. forever. No. Sure. Um, so I graduated high school. I got home from my prom very late that night. <laughs> okay. Probably like four in the morning. I broke up with my boyfriend that night. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. He can't be oh mad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I got home at like four in the morning, left the next day at 9 a.m. and <laughs> drove. Oh my gosh. To, I didn't drive. I, yeah. Someone else drove me or else that would not have been safe. Right. Um, drove from there to <laughs> Salmon Arm and I worked the summer at Sunnybright Bible Camp. Okay. Um, and so I was kind of like in stages. I moved to Sunnybray, which was like semi-independent okay. where it's like you're at camp, you're yeah. with people, but like... You're People still, are still making you food, and but stuff. you're but you're not your your family's not exactly. there. You're yeah, in yeah. charge of children. Yeah, okay, good stuff. And then I came home for like three days, and then I moved to Vancouver. So okay. I kind of feel like I did it in stages. Um, so like moving to Vancouver, moving to Sunnybrae, and working there was really really fun. Like mm. best summer of my life. Um, my friend Natalie was there. Okay. Um, who's my best friend? We she grew up in Quinnell, and then she moved to Prince George. Okay. I mean, she moved away when we were nine or eight or nine, but we've been best friends since. Um. So she was there, which was really fun. And then I moved to Vancouver and it was less scary, I think, because I knew kind of a few people in the Lower Mainland from Sunny Bray. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm not completely alone. I had another friend who already lived there. Actually, a couple of friends who already lived in the Lower Mainland who I was like, okay, so I'm not, I was kind of alone, but not completely. Mm-hmm. Like if I was like, okay, if I make no friends at school, I still have some people. But I think being in the program I was in, there were only... Uh, by the end, 19 of us. Oh, okay. And you go to every single class together. You're at yeah. school like five to seven days a week. It's like if it was almost, it was impossible not to make connections yeah, and make friends. Sure. So that was a great community. The theater community was super welcoming. And then going to the shore was really great. Um, at first it was hard to like, it's hard to go consistently mm-hmm. in school and even with my career now. Because sure. sometimes they're like, hey, surprise rehearsal Sunday morning. And you're like, right. well... Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plugging into the church and through school and other friends and it, I was scared, but a community came really easily for me, I guess, or quickly, which yeah. was really nice. Yeah. That's great. So do you remember, do you remember when Jesus like first was like, you felt like he was your Lord and savior and you like truly believed? Mm-hmm. So I grew up my, um, in a Christian home, classic okay. testimony nice. story. That's great. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Um, but I remember at, so before I worked at Sunnybrae, I was a camper at Sunnybrae. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly one junior teen, I guess I was like 13 or 14. Um, it was like, you know, the classic like camp thing where you're like in evening chapel yeah. and they're like, hey, Kylo, what you doing? <laughs> and my dog, my dog's over here eating stuff in case yeah. you guys hear some background sounds. We love him. Yeah. Kylo's great. Anyways, back to my story. Um, <laughs> So we were in evening chapel, you know, the speaker, don't remember who the speaker was, sorry. Yeah. Um, it was like, hey, Lord, like, you know, 
if you feel called to like we're just gonna the band's gonna come out play some songs like if you feel called like just go to your cabin mm. leader and like we'll pray for you and I was like oh I'm called yeah <laughs> I, I didn't say that but so I was like hey I remember I went to my cabin leader Brianne and I was like hey I think I really like want to pray and this is like true for me and it was it was kind of funny because it was kind of like oh I don't want to say like anticlimactic seems bad but I was already a Christian before then so it mm. wasn't so much as like oh my goodness this is like a whole new like life opening up before me yeah. it was more like no this is like my decision now right. I am not doing this just because my parents do it not just because I grew up this way but this is the decision I'm making for me um and I did and I was yeah so it was really good but yeah. I remember being like okay I kind of feel the same but like yeah just excited yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah so it was really but it was really good I remember yeah. I still remember it vividly and afterwards, I remember just sitting on the playground and looking at the stars and being like, ah. Yeah, summer camp's so good for that. It's like, it, it like creates this like really like emotional, heavy, experiential yes. things that like, not that it's, not that it's like fake or disingenuine, mm -hmm. but like it just like forces you into the moment to really yeah. think about God and, and how great he is. I know I have similar experiences to mm -hmm. you in that. I think I did like the same thing like as you did like 10 times, you know, going yeah. to camp as a kid and like, having these big moments, yeah. which is awesome. I love it. No. So that was, that was a time where I was like, no, this is mine. This is my faith. Yeah. Well, not mine. Like it's Jesus's faith. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? My decision. Yeah. And that's, what's important. Like it shouldn't be like if, if you grow up in a, in a Christian family and, and you're just following Jesus just because your parents are, that's not necessarily like a real authentic faith. Mm -hmm. like you have to get to that point, some point in your life where you accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. And he's not just something that you do because your family does it. Mm -hmm. There's like a more personal side to it. And yeah. that's great that you got to experience it. But obviously being in a Christian family growing up, that probably helps, right? Mm -hmm. Like your parents provided like little bits of kindling all around you. Mm -hmm. And then God just ignited it at that point in your yeah. life when you're at summer camp. Yeah, it was great. And um, I was going to say something else. <clears throat> No worries. I don't know. I was, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I remember it being like, I, I think I expected it, I don't know, to be like a bigger moment than it was. Mm. But like, I also think that's okay because I also yeah. think God works in like miraculous, like loud, explosive ways, but I also think he works in really gentle ways. Definitely. And so I think it was just more gentle experience yeah just peaceful it right peaceful, yeah that's awesome that's great and th i think those are moments that you can have like again and again in your relationship mm -hmm. with god i know i have just like moments of like big clarity or like oh yeah like jesus is my lord and savior and mm -hmm. I've, I've probably said that like a million times yeah. you know and it, it can be just as powerful every single mm -hmm. time and i love it well just getting back to some of the stuff you're talking about with your mental health i just wanted mm -hmm. to give you a chance if if there's people listening who are in similar situations to you or might one day what kind of advice would you give to someone going through mm -hmm. similar things to you? Um, you can talk to people. Mm. You're not a burden to mm -hmm. people. You don't have to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, I'm, well, I'm just a very independent person. So I'm, I'm often the one who's like, you know what? I'll take that. I'll do that. I'll just do that. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, in some ways, yes, get stuff done. Let's go. But mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, like it really held me back from, being able to be open up to people and like actually say what was really going on. And it led to a lot of confusion too, especially when I was younger, I think in high school. Well, I don't really know, kind of always. It's just, it just made things a lot harder. Yeah. But like, that's a big lie. Lots of your mental health, your brain will tell you is that you are a burden and that right. no one cares. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. um, 
there are people who want to talk go see a professional mm -hmm. like that's also not weak i think people think oh i have to go see a counselor or a therapist like it's totally fine that's i can't do that that's for people who like are in the hospital and it's yeah. like no like that's totally fair if you had a broken leg you wouldn't be like oh well, i can't get yeah, a cast that's weak. exactly like that's not true um but also like there are going to be days that are just bad mm -hmm. if you're dealing with mental health stuff and it's going to take like there are going to be days that are bad there's going to be weeks that are bad there's going to be months that are bad but that's i said it but that's okay mm -hmm. like it's okay to feel bad it's but because it will get better mm -hmm. like this every this is temporary mm -hmm. this is like it will get better and it might get bad again and that's just that's the way of the brain that's the yeah. way it is and like and that's okay like it's it's okay to feel bad it's okay to ask for help it's okay to reach out um and you're not weak because of it totally and yeah. If anything, I'd say you're stronger for asking for help. You know, mm -hmm. you're being vulnerable. You're confessing that you're, you need help. Like mm -hmm. our, our culture like is like anti weakness for yeah. some reason, but really that shows that you're so much stronger when mm -hmm. you can reach out. Uh, let me ask you from the other side of the spectrum, because something that I've been learning as I've been learning more about how to, I guess, talk to people who have mental health mm -hmm. and especially being a guy is I want to like fix things, right? Mm -hmm. I want to come to conclusions and give you like, okay, solutions oriented. Here's what you can do to get better yeah. X, Y, Z. But something that I've been learning about like talking to people who have mental health is I don't feel like my role is to like give them a solution or give them advice, but rather just to listen to them. Mm -hmm. Well, like from your experience, if you, like you do have mental health, what, what would you want out of someone who was talking to you? Yeah. If I like, if I came to someone and what would I want from them? From them yeah. yeah. Um, definitely listening. Yeah. Sometimes offering like yeah, just listening's really good and like making it clear that like you're not just listening because oh like yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening, but like mm -hmm. making time and being like you know what? Okay, you're going through a bad time. Let's hang out, let's get coffee, let's mm -hmm. go do something you like. Mm -hmm. Like I always talk to my friends and be like, "Hey, I'm having a really hard time. Like it really helps me to be around people. Can I even come over and we can just like we can read book, like we could just read separate books and just be in the same room together. Mm -hmm. Like it's just looking for that like support without like, I don't even know what it is. It's just like the, like just knowing that people are on your side yeah. and knowing that people are there to listen. And like sometimes advice is good. Sometimes it helps, but sometimes just being that ear yeah. is good. Cause like you said, like, lo like lots of people I think want to fix it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's not, it's not an easy, easily fixable yeah, thing. Totally. It can be, and it definitely, but it's a long process, and For it's sure. not gonna like leave one therapy session or one conversation. And be like, oh, I'm cured, mm -hmm. fine. Um, so just like, and I think being there for the long haul is really important. Yeah, because I, I, I believe like there's a flip side to both. Because like, you can't use your friends as therapists either. That's mm -hmm. not healthy. Mm -hmm. Like your friends aren't your therapists. Your friends are your friends, and there is a line between what a therapist can do, what your mm -hmm. friends can do. But also like just knowing that your friends are there for you for the long haul and for more than just like one conversation mm -hmm. is also really important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. And, um, I just want to say like, if anyone's listening to this and 
like feels the weight of anything that Janae is talking about. I know that Janae would love to chat mm-hmm. with you more about For it. Sure. So definitely chat with her or or somebody. Find someone that you mm-hmm. trust and just talk about it. Uh, man, I didn't even think about how timely this is with like with like I don't, like I mentioned, Bell Let's Talk mm-hmm. Day is coming up soon. This was just a coincidence yeah. that we started talking about this. So like if if this is you, I really suggest talking to someone. Don't fight this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, or like even. If the first person you can talk to is just God, yeah. not just God, but God, like yeah. for me, like saying it out loud was really hard. Mm-hmm. And like for a while, only God knew what was going on. And like, yeah. if that's the first step, like you're telling someone, yeah, right. Who you're telling the most powerful being in the universe, which is pretty cool, but yeah. Yeah. like talk to God, yeah, talk to a journal yeah. and then like, but talk to someone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. God wants to help. He, mm-hmm. He's there. I, I've mentioned this many times on this podcast before, but Jesus in Hebrews two and four, it says that he struggled in everything that we do mm-hmm. so that he could help us in our time of need. That means whatever mental health you might have, Jesus experienced that to some level mm-hmm. at some point. He gets it. He wants to walk with you. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it alone. Well, I guess to, to finish this thing up, um, what do you have upcoming? You have a show upcoming here? Yes, I do. It's actually kind of funny. Okay. It's funny in many ways. Okay. Uh, so it's a show called Nonsense. It shows in... Sorry, can you spell that? Um, N-U-N-S-E-N-S-E. Okay. Nonsense. So it's like a nun. Okay. Yep. It, <laughs> yes, that is it. It runs in uh, Deep Cove at First Impressions Theater at okay. the little um, theater there. February 13th to 29th. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's about nuns. <laughs> There's five of us. Okay. So basically, small premise is there's this order of nuns and... 52 of their members die from eating a poison, not poison, but like a soup. Anyways, I don't okay. want to spoil too yeah, much. Come on. And they have to put on this show to raise money. Okay. Because they, anyways, have to. So it's a show within a show. Yeah. Okay. So me, good Christian girl, is playing hardcore <laughs> Catholic nun. That's awesome. I do not think, well, I don't, okay, I know some things about Catholicism, but yeah. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Every day. That's fun. It's funny. Um, definitely come see it. When does it start? Sorry, February. February thirteenth. Okay, that's awesome. Where can you get tickets? Um, online at firstimpressionstheater.ca or dot. Sure, just Google first impressions first impression theater. theater. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that should be really fun. I know I've seen Janae a couple times perform. Um, Grand Hotel mm-hmm. and uh, what was the Christmas one? It's a wonderful. It's life. It's a wonderful life. The yep. radio version. That yep. was so good. Yeah, Janae is really great. Thank you. It's really awesome. Uh, so yeah, definitely go see that. What's let me ask? What's the favorite? Your favorite role you've ever done? That's a great question. Or one of them. One of them. I mean, I don't really know. I played, okay. I played Mary Poppins when I was in grade 12. Okay. Which, I mean, was not in any means a professional production, sure. but still playing Mary Poppins was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was just in a production of American Idiot okay. uh, with URP Productions. Mm-hmm. And I played Extraordinary Girl. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. Cool. That was a really, really good experience. Is there a role out there that's like your dream role? Mm-hmm. What's that? So um, there's this musical called Once, okay. which is actually based off a film. Um, and anyways, it, you can look it up. It's great. But I'd want to play the character named Girl in okay. that. Girl? Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. What's mm-hmm. your What's your favorite musical? Once. Oh, this the is one. the one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes one. sense then. Or, um, I gotcha. Okay. Also Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Classic. Yeah. You love it or hate it. Yeah. That's it. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, make sure you guys go check out Janae. Also, if you want a princess at your kid's next Please. birthday party. Pacific Fairy Pacific Tales. Pacific Fairy Tales. Just so many plugs here today. It's awesome. That's good. And uh, yeah, you can see Janae just at church. Feel free to just encourage yeah. her or talk to her. 
Um, she'll be singing a little bit on the worship team in be. the coming coming weeks and months. Uh, but thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cool. Do you have any anything else you want to say? Um, you don't have to. Stay hydrated and stay humble. Wow, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Hashtag that. All right. Well, thanks very much to Janae. Thanks everyone for listening, and have a great day. Bye.